1: Of all places? Rona McDaniel says Nikki Haley should get out of the race. She's right. But also, can we now talk about the realities in front of us? Arizona's GOP chair gets caught trying to bribe Kerry Lake to not run for Arizona's Senate seat. Michigan's governor wants to be best spuds with Professor Potato. Ah, yes, I'm Andrew Coppins, and it's a good old-fashioned WTF Wednesday right here on Critical Thinking. Yes, that's right. It is WTF Wednesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. You can follow me on social media at the Coppins show. C-O-P-P-E-N-S. C-O-P-P-E-N-S. For those of you who are new to the program and we continue to grow leaps and bounds here so far in 2024. So thank you to each and every single one of you that do join us. Um, of course you can always watch on X on rumble rumble rumble.com backslash critical thinking rumble.com backslash critical thinking. So again, thank you to each and every single one of you who just simply do the smart thing, the critical thinking thing, and watch the show, listen to it. Um, it's actually helping to grow. So thank you so very much. As of course, I always say, tell one person today about critical thinking and uh, that will also help us grow the show. You don't have to spend any single money, no money, no mass, n- no dinero, nothing. Not at all. No euros, no Deutschmark, if there was such thing as the Deutschmark anymore. But you know the drill. By now, on the WTF Wednesday, we're going to talk about some of the craziest things from all sorts of areas. But there's literally, I can't think of anything crazier, if you will, then what's going on with the Missouri GOP. Of course, New Hampshire New Hampshire voted last night in the GOP primary, and that's going to feature in WTF Wednesday, so we're going to leave some of that talk for then. But before we go any further, now is going to be a really good time for us to talk about what is going on in Missouri, because we have long held, by we, I mean, obviously, Pat Oney, who is the co-host in waiting or on paternity leave we're not totally sure exactly how things are going to work here in 2024 but um pat and i right we have long held this belief that there's nothing the gop establishment the rhinos if you will or those who are interested in power for power's sake let's just put it that way those who are interested in power for power's sake hate more than the gop base and uh well we've got some gop on GOP crime happening in Missouri, of all places. Now, I'm far from an expert on Missouri politics, but I do know this. Again, the GOP hates its base, even more so than the left hates the GOP base, by the way. But that is the reality here. And this seems to be a master class in the... GOP hating its base. You see, apparently the Freedom Caucus um, ticked off the establishment so much in the GOP-controlled-led Senate in Missouri that the GOP kicked them out of committees, off-committee chairmanships or chairpersonships or whatever term we're using these days because I can't keep up but the reality is that they kicked their own side in mass off of these committees. Now, apparently this is all over a fight on the alleged speed or lack thereof of passing legislation that would make it harder to amend Missouri's constitution. Now, why would this matter to the House Freedom Caucus? Well, I don't know. It's not like Ohio, Kansas... It's not as if the pro-abortion, er, murder, er, abortion crowd has been planning how they enshrine abortion, I mean murder, into their constitutions. It's happened here in Illinois. That's almost a foregone conclusion at that point. But Kansas, but Ohio. And it was very simple for them to do it. So they've seen it, they've seen this model, and they've looked at their constitutional process and said, "Uh uh-oh, we need to make it actually difficult to amend our constitution. And they have, they by the Freedom Caucus, have wanted this to be a priority. And I don't think they're wrong in wanting that to be a priority, because the reality is that constitutional amendments, whether that's a state constitution or the federal constitution, should be, ironically, a well-thought-out, a slow, methodical, thought-out, reasoned process. Not hastily put together, not full of loaded language like the Ohio amendment was, by the way, if you read the Ohio amendment. But this is apparently all over the fight on the speed of passing that legislation to make it harder to amend Missouri's constitution. Again, because they've got proof that this is how the left is attempting to enshrine that. But apparently the established GOP, the Senate pro tem, and all of those types of people didn't like that. They were holding it up by filibuster. Okay, They filibustered the Freedom Caucus within the Missouri Senate. Filibustered 25 gubernatorial appointments on the floor of the Senate for over eight hours the other day. And that pissed off the Senate pro tem, kicking them off of their committee assignments and the chairships in pretty short order here. So here's the reality of this. I don't need to know every detail and machination of the Missouri political landscape or this specific fight, right? I don't need to know that to be able to discern what is going on here. And it's the classic case of the GOP not being able to get out of its own way. It is why we talk about show me the plan. Show me what's in place for, okay, you want Donald Trump. It's clear that the boomer voting base, the largest base of voters inside the GOP primary want Donald Trump. Okay, if you didn't want that, you need the young crowd to nominate a Ron DeSantis, to put a Ron DeSantis forward because he is actually the favored person in that younger crowd. It is also not Nikki Haley, by the way, for the younger set, but. So I don't need to know every single machination of the Missouri political landscape, by the way, to know what's going on here. Because this is a repeatable, classic GOP foible. They're more worried about fighting amongst themselves than fighting the real enemy. Now, is it important to have real fights on the fact that in Missouri, they've raised the budget five times the amount in just two years, right? In two legislative sessions. That's not very conservative, fiscal responsibly, Uh, that's not fiscal responsibility, that's not conservative Tea Party type values, right? Which by and large, I thought Missouri was all about that. But I also don't need to know every details because it's less about all of those details and more about the overarching point here, right? And And it's that the GOP establishment of old still has Massive amounts of power. And it still hates its base bigly. So, yes, you might have seen in New Hampshire and in Iowa that that well, the base, but the GOP, but the GOP, but the GOP wants Donald Trump and yada yada yada. They're the same group that have put the Senate Pro Tem here in Missouri in place. They're the same group that has allowed what's been going on in Texas and its infighting to go on, right? Where they've got literally, I think, 12 people that are being primaried by uh, Corey DeAngelis and others for not supporting um, school choice legislation while the head of the Senate there gets up and I for a in front of everybody. So there's a time and a place to have this infighting. The time of the place is, are we actually doing our principles and values? And guess what? If we're not, there should be that check and balance. There should be people to hold you to account in leadership for that. That's all fine and dandy, but here's the problem. The GOP is punishing those who want to punish the enemy. The GOP cares less about winning and more about procedure, more about power than winning. And I will tell you this right damn now. The other side cares far less about procedure and far more about beating your ass because they do it at the polls every single year. And y'all don't want to show up at the polls every single year. You don't. That's the reality of this. So from Texas to Missouri, all the points in between, for all of you who think, well, this is Donald Trump's party, and you've got some points, right? He's the one who who kept Rona McDaniel. He's the one who's kind of running the show, get behind me, and if not, get lost, right? On the election train, I would also ask you how that is working out on the election train but this is not Donald Trump's party fully yet this is still the really old establishment's party because they're the ones that are controlling your Texas state house the Missouri state house the Ohio state house the Indiana state house We could go on and on and on. Alabama, you could go on and on and on. Point to me one other than Florida in which the GOP is acting like its base in how it's supposed to represent its base. The base core principles, the base core values in any real tangible way. But... They're the ones that do control the states with an iron fist. That's clear in both Texas and Missouri's cases. And if you believe in fiscal responsibility and common sense from the government, they're still not up to having it. Never mind what the MAGA Forever populist crowd wants as well, which, by the way, wasn't a candidate that most in the U.S. House Freedom Caucus supported in Iowa, by the way, right? Donald Trump, MAGA Forever, None of the Freedom Caucus people, you look at Chip Roy, you look at Thomas Massey, you look at others who were out there on the campaign trail, on the ground, in Iowa, attempting to help Ron DeSantis, not Donald Trump. Donald Trump was getting the support of whom? Most of the establishment, ironically. But it's that group that understands their power base. Not that you and the base have any sort of power, lest you are MAGA forever or more of the Freedom Caucus type. You're not the ones holding power. You're the ones being played. They hate you more than the left does, and they're willing to play you more than the left will play you. Don't know... How much more evidence do you need than stripping school choice in Texas? Then, hey, by the way, Freedom Caucus guys, we have some disagreements here. Um, We're not cool with giving you anything. And in fact, um, because you're holding up business to make sure that we get something that we really should be getting, we're gonna make you pay. What message does that send? Just in case you thought this was, oh, but, but MAGA versus the establishment, no. That's not the case at all. Unless you thought that this is really the MAGA is the base and there's the establishment, no. MAGA's not really the base. MAGA is partly the voting establishment, I will grant you that. But by and large, not really. They don't hold any sway or power. If they did, this wouldn't be happening in Missouri. School choice would necessarily be progressing. It would be progressing, right? In Texas. Look at some of the other states, Alabama, Oklahoma, name your state. It's supposed to be just GOP red rock solid, right? Okay. Now, speaking of... The, all of those GOP machinations. Um, it's time for us to go down the WTF Wednesday memory hole. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's WTF Wednesday, and we're going to start in the great state of Arizona, although can you call it the great state of Arizona, where the GOP chair in that state decided to not so subtly indicate that there was bribes that could be held or had for Cary Lake money that could be had for Cary Lake didn't really go the way that the Arizona GOP chair thought it was going to go. Is there a number at which I can be bought? Can be bought? <laughs>
2: That's what it's about. You can
0: take a pause for a couple years. No. And go right back to what you're
2: doing. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, 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 a billion. No. This is not about money this is about our country i think it's disturbing that they would even that anybody would think this is
1: no to be fair even me even me i'll say this i want a fresh face right now for the reason that i've never seen anyone i can't think of a single person in a federal race who lost ran in
0: and won i can't Mm -hmm. think of it if you can think of it let me know
2: I'm not going to let these people who hate our f-ing country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend.
1: Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out.
2: I know citizens. they do.
1: But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So. This conversation
2: never happened. This is crazy though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well.
1: I'm smart enough. I'm pretty enough. Gosh darn it, people like me. (laughs) But also, can we make this illegal, please? It's not illegal by the way to say hey by the way I'm gonna pay you ten million dollars for you not to run they could easily do that 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 that's not illegal personally I think it should be illegal um, we might be better off some of the backdoor dealing but folks this is the reality if you if you've never worked in or seen or been involved in local level. Uh, political party machinations, this is a reality everywhere. That's why it's not illegal, right? And it should be, in my view. It's slimy. It's terrible, but not illegal. But also, you got caught with your hand in the... Cookie jar. And if you thought that this wasn't going to be recorded and Carrie Lake was dumb enough to know or not know that this is where this was headed in the first place, I don't know what to tell you on that front. But what are we doing? Look, Carrie Lake, I said she sounded like and looked like and felt like one of the best candidates in that 2022 um, election. And she still lost. Whether you wanted to say that it was cheating in Maricopa County and all of those things. Some of those imaginations and thoughts around that cheating probably were true. Problem is that Carrie Lake looked like an idiot afterwards. And Carrie Lake looked like a fraud afterwards. Can she get back from that? I don't know. Is she the right candidate for the state of Arizona? Again, I don't know. I don't live there. I shouldn't have any say over that. My suggestion if somebody from Arizona were to ask me, is that I would look in a different direction. Clearly, she is a divisive force within that state, and I'm not suggesting that is the only thing that you need to look at, but we have to win. And by win, I mean we have to be able to have candidates in these types of positions in which we, those who are liberty-minded in that fellowship can simply stymie stem the tide put the dam on the you know whatever right just literally stop it stop the water from gushing through the dam right stop the leaking and then we can talk about the machinations of people on our side but we we need the power Yes, we do. But we also need people of principle and power. And I would suggest Carrie like comes across as somebody that has the principles. I literally just told them to stick it where the sun doesn't shine when people back east would like you to. Yeah, tell those people to get behind me. Speaking of people back east, we also have Rona McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. clearly wants to clear the field for her puppet. I mean, totally legitimate Donald Trump. Does she really support him or not? But um, he's the one who got us in this position. So Nikki Haley, get the hell out.
0: Looking at the math and the path going forward, and I don't see it for Nikki Haley. I think she's run a great campaign, but I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters, which is very clear We need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is gonna be Donald Trump, and we need to make sure we beat Joe Biden. It is 10 months away till the November election, and we can't wait any longer to put our foot on the gas, to beat the worst president, to beat a president that's kept our borders open, allowed fentanyl to pour through, allowed inflation to, to go rampant. He is hurting the American people, and we need to do everything we can to unite so that we can defeat him.
1: Now, is she wrong on that point? I don't necessarily think so. It is very clear that the the boomer base of the GOP is turning out in mass and they're massively supporting Donald Trump. Like I've said, if you wanted to make a case for me to be able to to do anything when it comes to this. Okay, the case then has to be that you are willing to allow or or, or that you're willing to say that come South Carolina, come Nevada, come Alaska, come wherever, right? Super Tuesday comes that those that are 18 to 34, right? Those, or even 18 to 44 are going to come out and in mass support Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. The math doesn't math that that's going to happen. And it doesn't math that Donald Trump is not going to be the eventual nominee. So the question becomes why, right? But is this your plan, Rona McDaniel? Is this what you've got? Is this the best shot that we're going to take in 2024? Still no plan. Rona McDaniel. You are the chairperson of the RNC. You are the ringleader. You're the one who's supposed to execute a plan, to have a plan, to figure out how to support the nominee, but also win come November. You, the GOP, and Trump owe it to the base, to the people who are coming out to support him, and to the general public, To give them an out if Trump is indeed a convict. That's right, a convict sitting in federal pound me in the ass prison come October. Or he's on house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. Or unable to fulfill the duties of the office because he's in court all the time. Or... He's been convicted or, wait for it, he's not even on the ballot in certain states. Well, but the Supreme Court, what did we just get done telling you yesterday about the Supreme Court?
2: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
1: They're going to defy, defy, defy while we do nothing. Oh, and by the way, a side note on that question for you. What exactly has the federal government done right now today? Have they amassed, I don't know, the Navy SEALs, um, airborne divisions? Have they, have they gone and smacked Texas upside the head um, and put troops there and said, no, we're taking this down? No, they have not. They're using the border patrol. You know what you do? You use the National Guard. Right? Turns out there's an execution on the opinion. There's an execution on the opinions of the Supreme Court of the United States of America that kind of needs to happen for it to actually mean anything. Dare you. And that's kind of what the governor has basically said here today. I dare you. Now, this also brings me to another political machination thing because we ask, actually do need to have a conversation about is the plan to maybe put somebody in that VP seat that is the backup? Here's the problem. That VP, outside of potentially Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, which is never going to happen, but outside of the Nikki Haley situation, the names that are actually talked about in real circles are people that nobody would have and weren't running, nobody had an opportunity to have their say-so and vote for in the GOP primary. Is this the thing that's the actual plan? Is this what we have to pay attention to for Donald Trump? Because they actually do not have a viable plan. And thus we've got to pay attention to, and maybe as a base, as people who want to affect GOP policy and politics, we have to set in stone whom we would like Donald Trump to pick. Maybe that is the plan of genius Rona McDaniel all along. If Trump wins in the general, but he can't get into office, isn't the VP the option then? What, what, what happens constitutionally? Nobody wants to answer that question because it seems like nobody has an actual answer. So who are the people in the know talking about? People who actually are around Donald Trump's fear and sphere and all of that right well there are three names that are really in contention at this point those three are new york rhino ah trump suck up elise stefanik jd vance the senator from ohio first term senator from ohio and nikki haley who lost by 13 points, even though she sounded like she was victorious last night in the New Hampshire primary. But let me ask you this. What do all three of Elise Stefanik, J.D. Vance, and Nikki Haley actually have in common? They're all, in one way, shape, or form, have, had, or will suck up to Donald Trump. Stroke his ego. They're either doing it now or have done it in the past, a la Nikki Haley. Notice one thing about her candidacy. She rarely speaks true ill, if you will, of Donald Trump. She attacked Ron DeSantis, not Donald Trump. She doesn't attack Donald Trump other than on the periphery. There's a reason for that. Saving political face. Elise, 48% Liberty score, Stephonic. Why do we need to pay attention to this? Because I fervently believe this might actually be the plan from Team GOP. If things go haywire and Donald Trump is off ballots and Donald Trump isn't this and Donald Trump isn't that in state XYZ. Oh, and, you know um also a convict right you have to pay attention to this of the 3 i'm not a big jd vance guy um i think he's kind of squishy i think you take a look at his historical run uh and how, what he's written about who he is and what his changes have become I'm not sure he's not just a chameleon to get power and won't immediately stab you in the back. We already know that at least 48% Liberty score Stefanik will stab you in the back on basic principles time and time again. Sure, she did a hell of a job, a bang-up job as one of the lead, if not the best, of the defense people for Donald Trump in the multitude of uh, the impeachment conviction hearings right so she comes over to the Senate defends Donald Trump and does a bang up job great but I can't trust that she's going to actually hold steady to our values our principles as maybe liberty loving individuals I don't believe that for a second well Andrew she she kind of represents a little more of a purplish district well well um they elected her, so execute on your principles, values, and the things that those people who elected you wanted you to be elected on. How about that? I just I I just don't understand this is the best we're gonna do. It's either going to be populist Donald Trump or chameleons. That that's where the GOP is, guys. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I haven't. The last time I volunteered for anything GOP was 2004, and I volunteered to man phone banks in Wisconsin to deliver Wisconsin, which was a swing state back then, for uh, George W. Bush. But ever since, I haven't. I've never. I don't think given a dime to the Republican Party, in Brown County where I used to live, anywhere else, the state, the national level, I don't remember ever handing a check over to them. But I'm telling you right now, if you have done that in the past, don't. They have proven to have no plan. They have proven to hate you the most out of anybody. They don't hate their political enemies. In fact, they're probably in Washington, D.C., having drinks with them and laughing at you together. While the other side is laughing at you and the person they're talking to because they know they are looking to destroy you. Now, we talked a little bit about Texas earlier. Now, Peter Ducey one of my favorite people in the White House press corps because he just asks the questions that we're all wanting to be asked. Um, The Biden administration is trying to sell the American people, you and I, into believing that they're just removing the barbed wire because it's about safety and executing on the Border Patrol's mission. There's just a problem. And We're going to watch this exchange between John Kirby and Peter Ducey. And and tell me if you see the problem here. Uh, Why are you guys making it easier for people to enter the country illegally?
0: I don't believe we are. Why do you think we are?
1: Well, you guys sued to cut razor wire that was put in place by Texas officials. So that the Border Patrol could actually do their jobs. But keep going. Well... You won in court. So now what? The Border Patrol Union president is saying the Supreme Court's decision is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. Do you guys know better than the Border Patrol Union? The Border Patrol needed access, and that's why we sued to get rid of that uh, razor wire, so that they could do their jobs. (laughs) Here's the problem with this, folks. Um, very simply this, there's just a problem with the assumption of the White House here because the Border Patrol Agent Union head says they're not interested in doing this and they have no issue with what Texas was doing, that it wasn't a safety issue. There are no issues with this. I get it. Your job is to spin. Your job is to da 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 but, but, short of saying, no, hell, no, we're going to go down there. We're gonna take our troops and we're gonna defend the border. and we're gonna we're except for we're not really defending the border because we're taking down stuff that would make us stronger on the border or at least slow the sieve a little bit, if you will. Yeah, we're not interested in that. So what we're actually interested in is real open borders and and that's the policy that we're trying to execute. They can't tell you that, right? They cannot tell the American people that, but their actions, right, or actions, their inability to execute on federal immigration law, the, it, the ability of them to magically coordinate with NGOs all over the world to make sure that people from all over the world that are crossing multiple oceans to cross our southern and now our northern borders um, magically just know how to do it, except for they don't know how to do it legally, which is literally show up at the port of entry and claim it. It's as simple as that. They're just bypassing that process. How does that happen? Oh, tacit administration support. I mean, are we this dumb for real, so dumb for real? Starting to think we are. And we're starting to reap what we sow. And there's going to be a lot of pain that needs to be felt in places like Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco, Houston, elsewhere for this to change. Why? Because they're the population centers who have driven this leftist drivel down our throats for the past 20 years. Sanctuary cities, open borders, this, that. okay, let's dump them into your backyard. Let's see. Let's see how How prosperous and free and welcoming y'all are going to be. And furthermore, why is the 90% profile, if not greater than 90% profile, of these individuals crossing our border illegally, single, 18 to 30-year-old men? Not with a wife and two children or anything else. Single men. Why? Why is that happening? We've been told, right, by the Biden administration and everybody else, we have to feel for the migrant families. Guess what? You know how many migrant family shelters exist in the city of Chicago right now? One of them, right in my backyard, by the way. Quite literally, I can look out my window and see it. It's Right down the street, that way, right that way. One, it turns out of the... Nineteen or twenty thousand, less than a thousand of them have been families. What are we doing here? Why are you being li- Why are you buying into the lie that is about family? How dare you? Well, except for no, the profile is really fighting age men coming over here. And why? Why? They can't answer that question. Now, we need to ask questions about New Hampshire last night, who uh, put Donald Trump in the lead uh, for the GOP presidential nominee nomination, Ronan McDaniel telling Nikki Haley, get the hell out, or else, I, I don't know what the else is going to be, but um, what if I told you that registered Republicans were actually the minority in their own primary? Well, CNN is breaking it down for us. Yes, CNN. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares
2: with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters,
1: 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. Yeah, yeah it's bad. And I'm just going to say this, okay? The New Hampshire 2024 primary was a semi-closed primary. If you were a registered Republican in the state. You could only vote in the Republican primary. Unenrolled, or unregistered, if you will, independents, whatever, right, could vote in either primary. They would have to register for that party that day. But when you submit your ballot, guess what you get to do? You become a registered Republican. Yay! Except for you can unregister immediately after submitting your ballot by filling out a form inside the Polling precinct, But again, the details in the CNN piece there, that's insane. 70% of Trump voters were the 29% of registered Republicans, but Nikki Haley got 70% of the voters that were unregistered, a.k.a. voting across the party. Look, when it comes to primaries, I'm not about telling the state how to do this because I think every state should have the right and does constitutionally have the right to set up how their elections are run. But that being said, this is not about the state running this election. What people don't realize is that, yeah, there were dueling primaries, right, on the same day. But it's the GOP, the New Hampshire Republican Party that is running their primary. Then it's the New Hampshire Democrat Party Party running its primary. This has nothing to do with the state itself other than them printing off ballots and doing those things and holding space or whatever to hold the election. But it's actually the, the physical party running this election. It's not as if they're elected to any sort of state office here or federal office at that point. So it's not about, well, constitutional. no, no, no. I'm all for people being able to vote how they want. But the primary process, as I just pointed out, is very different than in a general election or a runoff race or a nonpartisan primary, right? Where Or an election, like what we have for mayor here in Chicago. Anybody from any political stripe can run. It's on one ballot. You get on the ballot. If you don't get a plurality of 50% plus one, you don't get elected. It goes to a runoff of you and the next closest person in the uh, election, and away we go. But I do not like the open primary process because of exactly the crap that happened with the Nikki Haley vote. That vote is entirely astroturf. That vote is entirely ungenuine. None of these people, that, that 70%, so only 30% of those people who voted for Nikki Haley are actually genuine about voting for things that the GOP actually wants. Instead, what were they attempting to do? To derail the Trump train as much as they possibly could by voting in a primary in which the other side has no, nothing to go for. You got nothing there. Who cares? So go to the other side. Register as a Republican that night, fill in the vote, unregister, voila, you're done. See you later. I'm all, again, for people being able to vote how they would want, but the party is the interested party here. And what do I mean by that, again? I simply mean they're the ones who are reaping the benefits or or sowing the seeds, Right. <coughs> They, they have to protect their own interests. They're the interested party. What interest is there in allowing people who sh- do not have or share your values voting in your primary? I will never understand that. And I am not suggesting that people shouldn't be able to go and register as Republicans if they wanted to. But guess what? There can be times and places and dates For when that is the case, or, hey, by the way, you can register as a Republican this day, but you only get to re-register one other time in the next four years, or whatever else have you from the state. Or you can't unregister for the rest of the year. Whatever have you. Or simply put, um, you must register one week before the primary. And if you intend to vote, by the way, that still wouldn't limit those people who wanted to go and vote necessarily for Nikki Haley from the Democratic side, because you would still have to register, but doing so would require some physical effort, not just to vote, but to, to declare yourself a Republican ahead of time. Now, the good news in all of this is that the turnout in general in New Hampshire Actually, pretty much on par with the last election, by the way. Not quite where it was in 2016, where I, the field was deep, right? You had probably five or six candidates still vying for all of this. Um, You had, I think, 280,000 at that point. And I think it ended somewhere in the range of 256,000 or something like that. Uh, last night in New Hampshire, or not last night, but the night before last or whatever. Yeah, it was last night. In New Hampshire. That's great. It's a dichotomy from the last few times that we've seen the GOP vote for the GOP. So. We had low voter turnout relative to weather relative to anything else in Iowa. Pretty much normal turnout in New Hampshire. So we'll see what happens. Now. I've got something that's going to blow your mind. I thought I had seen it all when I saw the census cowboy here in Chicago. But, folks, have you ever heard of Professor Potato? Me neither. But apparently Michigan Governor Gretchen, which I mean Whitmer, has and she's teaming up with him if you could call a potato a gendered name these days but but i just ripped the band-aid off hey governor whitmer how's it going
0: hi professor potato i wanted to share some yukon gold news with you my best spud. what is it We both agree that every Michigander deserves an opportunity to go to college without frying their bank account.
1: Absolutely. A higher education helps you learn more skills, pursue your passions, and even plant your roots right here in Michigan.
0: But for too many, college is financially out of reach. That's why I'm so excited to announce an appealing plan.
1: Oh, I know what you're planning. This year, we will work together to make the first two years of community college tuition-free for every high school graduate.
0: That's right, Professor. Michiganders will save an average of $4,000 as they earn their associate's degree, setting them up to earn a bachelor's or start working and earn a bigger paycheck.
1: Hey, that isn't small potatoes. That's a big deal.
0: To learn more, make sure you tune in for my State of the State address on January 24th at 7 p.m.
1: I'll be there for sure. Later, Tater.
0: Later, Tater.
1: (laughs) Just. (laughs) All I'm going to say this is If I had to see that, so were you going to have to see that. Congratulations, Census Cowboy and Lori Lightfoot. You are now knocked off the pedestal of the dumbest alliteration and most insane political stunt I have ever seen. Professor Potato. And we just watched, what, 45 seconds of what? A minute of... Potato puns? Oh, politicians are the worst. With that, folks, please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals for the rest of the day, of course. And as always, Matthew 547. Tomorrow, by the way, I will be speaking with Miley Smith here On the program from Illinois policy, as we update the Invest in Kids Act and where it stands, because it's January, what the hell is going on with that? Also, we're going to talk unions here in the state of Illinois. So prepare yourself for talking things local, because you should be paying attention to your locality as well. See you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
0: with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.